Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, that was an interesting way to spend three hours on a Thursday. <laughs> um, <laughs> it sure was, pal. It sure was. Uh, going into a, a Ravens Dolphins matchup, um, that was not what I expected. It's not what yeah. anybody expected. Um, Dolphins come back, come out on top, and uh, this is our first time doing a post-game show, and I kind of like it. We're, we're not just going to be focusing on Thursday Night Football, but it is kind of cool to get our instant reactions right after a, a big upset loss like that. Yeah, it is. So welcome to Laces Out After Dark. I'm Jared Bailey. That's Kurt Homiser. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we appreciate you making us part of your evening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a weird game. Thursday nights, man, they just tend to uh, have that weird effect on them. And, uh, and well, I mean, looking at Baltimore, they're a team that's had a lot of games in which they've, you know, fallen down early, come back in the second half. You know, they've had three games this year in which they've trailed by double digits in the second half and come back and won. You know, did it against Kansas City. They did it against Indianapolis. They did it this past week against the Minnesota Vikings. They tried by 14 twice against Minnesota, actually, Mm -hmm. and came back to win in overtime. Um, So when we talk about the Ravens, I mean, they're a team who, yes, their record looks, you know, pretty well at this spot, but they're also a team that has obvious flaws, and it looks like it's starting to catch up to them. You know, they play a hard game that they have to come back and win, and then they come back and play Miami on a short week. Dolphins, a team who um, have now won two in a row, starting the year one and seven. Um, so, I mean, to me, this says more about Baltimore than it does Miami. I don't think uh, Miami's not going to make any sort of noise to me in the second half. I don't think that they're going to be, I don't think they're, this isn't going to be, you know, the turning point for the Miami Dolphins. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but, uh, um, yeah, Baltimore is, uh, I think they're a more flawed team than people wanted to admit mostly because they were able to make up for it in a lot of ways, you know, because of their quarterback and how he's played this year. Um, Not his best game tonight, but um, yeah, I think there's definite holes there as there tends to be with every team every week in the AFC because nobody wants to run away with that conference. Um, And yeah, this, this just felt like Baltimore's turn. Right. And Baltimore, I mean, Lamar Jackson has looked great this year. He's had flashes of his MVP season. Wasn't his game. Um, and I don't I don't totally put it on him. Um, I think you got to give a lot of credit to Miami's defense because Miami de- Miami's defense did what a lot of teams have not been able to do um, both this year and throughout Lamar's whole career. Um, they played a great game. They, they had a great game plan. And, and, you know, like you said, the Ravens are they're, they're a weird team. They really are. I mean, they all the games that you just ran through there that they've just barely squeaked by and they've just barely won, but everybody still kind of hypes them up. And maybe that's just because the AFC is so weak and everybody's just trying to grasp onto a team here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I still like the Ravens. I still think that they're a very good team. Uh, Any given week, we've seen that, especially last week when in the NFL, any given week, any team can win. So I, I, I like the Ravens still. Um, I, I think that one of the big stories to come out of this game is just that Brian Flores and the Dolphins, it's a mess. They do not know what they're doing with their quarterback situation, and it is going to be a huge problem. I mean, clearly Tua was okay. Clearly he he was good enough to play because he came in and actually played well. 
why not start him from the beginning? Why not give him the very first snap of the game? Because you're just killing this kid's confidence week after week. Yeah, no, I mean, it's very clear. Like, I don't think either of us are really high on Tua, but both Chris Greer and Brian Flores haven't done him any favors, whether it's, you know, the pieces that they put around him, that will be, you know, Jalen Waddle's been a solid piece. Mike Gusecki's a very nice tight end. Outside of that, what, what does he really have to work with? Um, and then on top of that, the way that they've handled this in terms of, yeah, it's very clear that they wanted Deshaun Watson. It's very clear that they made, they made attempts to get Deshaun Watson and that um, they didn't necessarily want to at Sungabailoa going forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that he's dealing with all this, that's not helping him whatsoever either. So, no, I mean, he, he came in, he played well. And, uh, I mean, that's all you can really ask of a guy who didn't expect to play. Like you said, I mean, okay, he's not healthy enough to play, but you dress him, and then he comes in when Jacoby Brissett goes down. Like it's, and he, he, he had no <clears throat> brace on his hand or anything no. that looked like it was wrapped up. I no. mean, it's just it's bizarre to me, and it, it's bizarre that you're going to invest this draft capital and taking him fifth overall, and you're not going to play him. You're not going to give him the snaps. You're not going to give him the confidence and try to build up his his confidence to be an NFL starter. Um he has all the talent that he needs around him. I mean, Jalen Waddle had a great game today, and he's had a great season so far as a rookie. And, you know, Mike Kosicki, they got a decent run game. The offensive line is not very good, but he's he has enough, I think, that he can he can kind of prove himself. And he's shown flashes, um, but he's also shown not very good flashes. So yeah. we'll see. Um, a great win against, against the Ravens. The AFC just looks even more puzzling uh, after after our first game here. In this week, um, but the Jets are, are traveling to the Jets next week, or sorry, Miami is traveling to the Jets next week, um, and then the Ravens are facing the Bears next week. So, kind of uh, two easier games for for those two teams next week. Hopefully, for the Ravens' sake, they can have a bounce back game against the Bears. At least they should. I mean, we saw what happened with the Bears in, in Pittsburgh, <laughs> which. We might as well touch on that, huh? Sure. We haven't had a show since then, so we might as well talk about that. Um, uh, look, as a Steeler fan, like obviously, yes, I'm very happy that they won. Um, but my God, my every goodness. nobody watching that finished it with a good taste in their mouth. Like yeah. everything about you know the whole Cassius Marsh sack, the phantom taunting call that took place, uh, um, the ref giving a hip check. <clears throat> I mean, uh, it's just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I can't really speak on this because it's just there's nothing to say. To, there's nothing that the NFL is going to do. Yeah. But it seems like this year, this year specifically, refs have been really bad. I mean, every game, yeah. every week, there are multiple plays where you can point out and say, wow, that is a blatant miscall, like a, a yeah. blatant miscall. And you can't have that. I mean, you cannot have that week after week after week. In the NFL, I mean, this is this is the big time. So, I don't know what the answer is, but um, yeah, it, it was it was evident in that Monday night game uh, in Pittsburgh. Well, aside from horrible penalties, I mean, the Bears couldn't line up not in the neutral zone. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know how many neutral zone infraction penalties there were for them, but I counted at least three or four. So, I mean, they shot themselves in the foot a little bit as well, but the refs definitely didn't help them. Um, and now we're seeing it kind of, it, you know, people can say that, oh, well, Chicago took the lead, so it didn't a- impact the outcome of the game. My God, yes, it did. Mm-hmm. Because Pittsburgh, that was a third down play in which Ben got sacked. 
Pittsburgh kept the ball and then scored a, had a field goal. If the Bears get it back, drive down the field, it's 27-23 instead of 27-26. So then Pittsburgh has to punch it in to win rather than kick right. another field goal to win. So uh, we're seeing these oh, this weird rule start to impact games, and that's not what uh, – that's that's not how it should be. So I mean, obviously, you know, everybody on their mothers talked about this. We don't need to spend too much time on it, but uh, uh, Pat Farm is great. I, I did want to say he, that. He is great. The, the <laughs> Penn State, this Penn State just cranks out the tight ends. Pat Fryer, Ruth, Mike Kosicki. I mean, they're, they're, they're making a name for themselves, but I mean, the Steelers now with, with the Ravens losing tonight, Steelers are right back in it and, and they are, they are hot They're They've been one of the hottest teams in football. They're five and three. Going into this week against Detroit, a game that you really don't feel too good about. But... I feel zero confidence in this game. I'm so horrified for this. But it is Detroit, um, and, and we know we know that Detroit, maybe even if they have a sliver of hope, uh, they usually choke it at the end of the game. So we'll see. I, I would take a, uh, a Ben Roethlisberger over a Jared Goff any day of the week. But I feel like the, the, the Lions have to win at some point. But either way, yeah. the Ravens. They are just barely holding on to the lead in that division. The Steelers are sitting right behind them. The Browns are sitting there at five and four. The Bengals are sitting there at five and four. That is a tough, tough division. And at this point, I don't know who I'm, who I would pick to win that division because beginning of the season, I said it was the Browns. A lot of people said it was the Browns. You know, one of the most complete uh, rosters in football. Haven't been able to really put it together. Maybe they'll get an addition by subtraction now with losing Odell Beckham Jr., which we will touch on in a little bit. But I don't know. I, I don't see the Bengals winning it. Uh, they're a fun story. They're a fun team to watch this year. They might squeak into a wild card, maybe. Um, but do we see the Ravens stick at the top? Do we see the Steelers stay hot? And do we see the Browns kind of have a better second half of the season and, and maybe make a run for this division title? Yeah, no, I mean, it's the it's definitely the most competitive division in football right now. Um, you know, you could say that maybe the NFC West is the best just because, you know, when Russell Wilson's healthy, you know, then they've got the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks, and the 49ers haven't been great this year. But, uh, yeah, this has definitely been the most competitive division. Uh, you know, Cincinnati held the top spot for a little bit. Baltimore came into this game with the top spot. And if Pittsburgh wins Sunday, they'll be the leaders of the division. So it's, uh, it's a division that's still very much up for grabs. Everybody's within, you know, a game, half game of each other. So, yeah, it's still – and we've still got an entire half of the year to go. A lot's going to be determined. Um, but Cleveland and Baltimore play each other twice in three weeks. Um, the Browns close out against the Bengals. The Steelers uh, play Baltimore twice still. Um, they close out the season against each other in Baltimore. So there's still a lot to be determined from this division. Um, just about every team le- – uh, and the division also has a pretty tough schedule remaining. You know, uh, Cleveland, like I said, they play Baltimore twice. Still, they close out against Cincinnati. They play the Raiders. They play the Packers. Pittsburgh still has to play. You know, the likes of Tennessee and Kansas City on top of the division. So, um, it's not going to be an easy road for anybody in this division. Um, so, it's it'll be. I'm excited to see who does come out. I I think right now, to me, it looks like Baltimore's still going to do it. Um, I do think that either Pittsburgh, Cleveland, or Cincinnati could be wild card teams just because of, you know, for different factors. Pittsburgh, because of their defense, their defense is very good. Offensively, they're getting a little bit better. Ben Roethlisberger's been protecting the ball. Um, and then, you know, Cleveland, I mean, they've still got a very good roster. Defensively, they're still very good. So this is a division that, you know, has four playoff contenders in it. 
Uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. But um, if I had to pick right now, I mean, my pick would probably be Baltimore just because of the way that Lamar has been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know tonight wasn't his best. Um, you know, the, he was. You know, you, we can point to the, the drops that Marquise Brown had. But I mean, Lamar was throwing the ball low consistently. Yep. Just didn't look like himself. So uh, I still think Baltimore's still, the, you know, the best, the best, maybe not the best overall team. You know, I still like Pittsburgh's defense better. But you know, uh, to me, their quarterback is is going to take them above and beyond. So um, that would be my guess. But it's very much up in the air right now. Now we are technically kind of in the midway season or midway point of the season. We are right. halfway through. Going into week 10 here. So we can maybe do a little mid-season predictions, kind of see where we're at and go through each division and see see which uh, winners we might predict here because we did it at the at the beginning of the season. Now we can do it at the midpoint season. So let's start in the AFC East. Um, I think I don't I don't think our, our choices have changed too much here. Are, no, are you still much. sticking on the Buffalo Bills, my friend? I mean, they're doing their very best to take me away from them with the way that they played against, uh, you know, they didn't look good against Miami a few weeks ago. Yes, they won. But I mean, Josh Allen just hasn't looked like himself. Um, I will say this um, because a lot of I've seen a lot of people make that that kind of comparison or, you know, that point that he hasn't he hasn't looked good. Maybe he took a step back. But if you look at his numbers, his numbers are almost identical from last season to this season with this amount of games into the year. So, I mean, it it might just be a different way that they're, you know, they're playing a lot of close games. They're playing a lot of games. Their defense is playing great, but maybe on offense, they're keeping a little too close. Um, But he really, I I think he has been playing well. Um, This Jaguars game, it's already out of my head. Uh, Don't even, don't even want to think about it, but um, (laughs) going forward, I think this team is fine. They are a very, very well-built team. Um, top to bottom. I mean, defense is great. Defense is elite right now. Because um, you can look at that game. Yeah, it was it was a terrible game, nine to six. Defense held them to nine points. That's very impressive. Yeah, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, but still, I mean, to hold any team to nine points is very good. So they'll figure it out. Um, but I, I'm glad that both of us are still on the Buffalo Bills to win that division. Um, moving to the AFC West. This one's interesting because. Before the season, I think we both picked the Chiefs to win this division. Um, yeah, and it's it's getting a little interesting now. The Chargers are sitting at five and three. The Raiders are sitting at five and three. The Chiefs got back to five and four. The Broncos got back to five and four. Raiders play the Chiefs this week. Broncos just had a huge win. Uh, Chargers just barely squeaked by the Eagles here. This is kind of the same thing as the a- AFC North. I can see it going any four ways here so uh, what's what's your your choice midway through the season yeah i might have to backtrack on my comments about the afc north being the most competitive division in football um because you look at the afc west uh the raiders have been you know somewhat of a surprise the chargers have been playing well um the chiefs and uh, it's hard for me to just bet against them like i know Mm-hmm. The, uh, it just feels like eventually they're gonna figure this out mm-hmm. but you know if i had to pick one right now i would probably pick the chargers just because Her- justin herbert's ungodly good um offensively they're really good defensively the, the, the run defense is terrible every team has their flaw and i get that but the chargers run defense is horrible Worst and that's league, yes. and that's something that they need to figure out it, it just needs to get a little bit better like the, it's clear that they're not gonna you know be great in that spot in terms of defending the run it needs to get somewhat better though, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, if, you know, I think that all th- the three top ones, like I'm not a big believer in Denver. 
Um, defensively, they you know they played really well against Dallas, but offensively, there's just not much there. So, you know, would it shock me if the Chiefs won? Obviously not. I think that the Chargers, to me, are the best overall team there right now. The Raiders are still very much uh, in that as well. So, um, again, another division where we could have, you know, three, four playoff contenders there. I mean, between the AFC West and AFC North, you got eight playoff contenders right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, the AFC, like we said, nobody wants to really take control of it. It's still very wide open at this point in the year going into week 10. So that's not something that we see very often. But if I had to kind of pick my favorite in that division, I would probably lean Los Angeles just because Justin Herbert's playing out of his mind. He's the best quarterback in that division right now. Um, just the way that Patrick Mahomes just does not look like him. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'd probably lean Los Angeles. I would, I would obviously listen to arguments for the Chiefs and, and the Raiders as well, though. The Chiefs are, are are making me want to pick them. They're just screaming for it because it's the Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. We've heard this story a million times. And like you said, I mean, I feel like it's got to be – it's got to click at some point. It, it's got to happen because it looks like – I mean – what it, it looks like it looks like what happened in Space Jam when the, all the NBA players got their talents taken <laughs> away because they do not look like the same players. They look lost out there a lot of the times, and they beat the Packers, but it was Jordan Love who just didn't really look good, and they just barely squeaked by him. So I I want to pick the Chiefs, but I just can't. And to your point of the Chargers, yes, I think they're. In that division, I think they're probably the most complete team, but I'm still not a big believer in the Chargers. I, I've said that since the season started, and I'll kind of keep by that because they've had they've they've won some games. I mean, they're they're five and three. They're Justin Herbert looks great. I love watching the guy play. Right, but the way they're winning is not very convincingly. Uh, yeah. They have a lot of close games against teams that really they should not have close games against. So. It doesn't matter, I guess. I mean, win is a win. Uh, as long as it's in the win column, it counts. So we'll see. Um, I I wouldn't be totally surprised if Kansas City takes this division. Might come down to the final week, but this week yeah. is telling because Raiders, Chiefs in Vegas. Uh, we'll get to this when we make our picks later because I'm yeah. interested in this game. Um, and there's something to be said, though, about the Chargers as well because this is a team that before would lose these close games. They are winning yeah. these close games mm-hmm. now, which, I mean, that's – there's That's a lot true. to be said for that. So um, I would like to see a little bit more. Like I thought that they would really just put it to Philadelphia. They mm-hmm. didn't. Um, you know, that game came down to a last second field goal. So uh, I would like to see a little bit more from them. You know, they got upset by the Patriots at home. So, um, but no, I, I think that overall, I mean, Herbert's great defensively outside. I mean, their past defense is phenomenal, mm-hmm. um, but their run defense is abysmal. So um, I, I would still pick them. You know, compared to the Chiefs' defense, they're you know the eighty-five Bears right now. So, um, I would still—they're still my favorite right now. Okay, all right, and we just talked about the AFC North, uh, so let's move to the AFC South. I think this one is uh, pretty much all locked up. I I, I want to pick the Colts. I do. I like the Colts a lot, and I still think that they could be a wild card team. But just looking at the schedules—excuse me, I got a little bit of a coffee that I'm fighting back, but. Looking at the schedules, we have – it seems like the Titans have a, a little bit of a cakewalk. Not a cakewalk, but a yeah. little bit of an easier easier walk compared to the Colts. And we saw that at the start of the year, the Colts had a terrible start to the year uh, schedule-wise. 
and it just it seems like there's too much of a gap right now. The Titans are seven and two. Colts are four and five. Yeah, the Titans lost Derrick Henry, but they still got a lot of offensive firepower, and that defense is is playing a lot better than we thought. So I think there's too much of a gap here. I, I think the Titans just kind of hold on to this all the way through. I'm going to pick the Colts just to be that guy. Okay. You know, right. you know I, we've seen we've seen collapses like this from teams before. The 2008 Broncos had, I think, a three or four game lead in the AFC West. They just had to win one more game, and then they lost out. And then that cost Mike Shanahan his job. They hired Josh McDaniels, and that's how Tim Tebow got drafted. Fun little, <laughs> fun little trip down memory lane. Um, so yeah, to me, like it's still the Titans aren't horrible. I'm not trying to say that the Titans are horrible, but they lost by far their biggest contributor, their best player. Um, and they and still beat the Rams. And they oh, still... here's the thing. Again, they're not gonna have. You know, a team absolutely just fall apart offensively and have a quarterback throw an interception right into their laps to walk into the end zone every week. Like, that's not a sustainable formula for winning every week. Fair. I think Ryan Tannehill threw for like 180 yards. That's not going to get the job done, especially without Derrick Henry. So their defense played spectacular. They're not going to play that well every week. Um, so Ryan, I think, Ryan Tannehill threw for 143 yards, by the way. <laughs> I gave him more credit than I should have. So uh, it's – that's great that they won good for them. You know, their defense played really well. That's not going to be the case every single week where they're going to have multiple takeaways set up in short fields and whatnot. Like Ryan Tannehill is going to eventually have to make a play and it's going to rely a lot on him offensively because the, you know, this running back by committee with 97 year old Adrian Peterson leading the charge isn't going to get the job done. So um, I want to say the Colts so badly. I want them to just storm back so I can look like a genius. Uh, I'm sticking to my guns saying that I don't think the Titans are that good. <laughs> Defensively, they're better than I thought they'd be. Um, but it's they're a team that – I'm not trying to crap on Ryan Tannehill either because I like Ryan Tannehill. But um, as our buddy Matt Verderam would say, nobody's staying – you know, being kept up Saturday night saying, how are we going to stop Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> so um, we're going to see what he's made of, though, uh, in the second half of the season because – you know, without Derrick Henry, that's going to be a uh, – those are big shoes to fill offensively. So we're going to really see what Tennessee has in the tank. But, yeah, it feels like if they win – I mean, they still have to play two games against Jacksonville, so that feels like two wins. But for some reason, the Jaguars always play the Titans well. So I would be – For some reason, the Jaguars just know how to win now, I guess. Yeah. So this is a uh, – it's a division that's not good. And – uh it's gonna be. It's gonna come down to those two. It'll come down to Tennessee and Indianapolis. Even though you know Indianapolis is still you know two and a half, three games back in that right now. But mm-hmm. stranger things have happened, and we've seen it happen in you know somewhat recent history uh, with the Broncos in two thousand eight. So um, I'll say the Colts just to be that guy. But okay. it does. It does seem like Tennessee has the much easier path to to winning the division. Now the Titans do play the Saints this week, so that is a a big big test because the Saints defense is very good this year. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, the Jaguars are traveling to the Colts, so that that could help them uh, make up some space here. But we'll move to the NFC, the NFC East, a wonderful division that we just love so much and is always so riveting year after year. Um, do we even have to talk about this one? <laughs> the team that I picked to win the division was the Washington Football Team. And I did too. Season, Preseason, I don't think that was too far off. Because no, no. We thought, you know, that defense is great. Look at them last year. They got better in the offseason. They're going to be better this year. 
and they just came out and laid an egg. I mean, they look bad this year, all around everything. Even on offense, they're not looking very good. Um, we thought Antonio Gibson was going to have a breakout year. He has not. He's dealt with injuries. Yeah. Taylor Heineke's been in, in there. They thought they were going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick. And it just it does not look good. Um, they're they're sitting at two and six, and the Cowboys are six and two. The Cowboys are are taking this. They're running away with this, are they not? Yeah, I mean they are. And, and the only team that I could really see making any sort of impact and maybe putting some sort of late season surge to try to be a wild card team would be the Giants, just because I like Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. But even then, they've been bitten by the injury bug. Um, so yeah, this is Dallas's division to lose, and they're not going to barring ex- anything catastrophic happening. Uh, this is very much Dallas's division right now. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, we both are pretty high on Washington, and then somehow their defense is worse than Jacksonville's, <laughs> which is impressive to an extent. Um, so, yeah, this is Dallas's division. We don't really need to do much of a deep dive there. I, I, think, uh, I think the NFC is uh, – a, a lot of these divisions can be predicted already. I mean, the NFC yeah. North, Packer – the Vikings are not going to do anything. They're they're the only team that would maybe put up a fight. The Vikings are a team that could like beat anybody, but also just lose right. to anybody. I mean, the, uh, the Vikings themselves they could be seven and two themselves, but they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. So um, the Packers winning the NFC North, we know that. I think the Buccaneers are winning the NFC South. I don't think there's any debate on that. Um, if the Saints still had Drew Brees, I think there would be a debate, but they do not. Trevor <laughs> Simeon. So. Uh, you know, I, I like the Saints. I, I think that they are a interesting team because of how good that defense is. But without a quarterback, you're not going to go very far. So they could squeak into a, a wild card spot. I, I think that they they probably will, um, depending on kind of how the NFC West shakes out. But it, it's just it's tough. It's tough to see James Winston go down for the year. Um, our, our good old buddy Taysom Hill is. Probably coming back from injury soon. I don't know when, but uh, when he comes back, it should be an interesting show there in New Orleans. But Oh, hell, even when he does come back, I'm not pulling Simeon. He hasn't shown any reason why he shouldn't play. That's true. That's true. So, Until this week when he plays the Titans and he probably throws for 120 yards and two interceptions. But either way, let's move well, hey, to the- I mean, we do have other quarterback news in Carolina right now sticking in that division. You know, Cam Newton returning home. That's right. Cam so, Newton returning home to the Carolina Panthers. Resigning him, and this is uh, not shocking, but I think it is a little surprising because of you know the way that it kind of ended. It, it seemed like it didn't end on a great note, and uh, right. he's back. He's back, back in the league. He's been kind of inactive for a few few weeks now. I forget what week. Well, no, he got cut. Yeah, he got cut in the started. preseason, so yeah, he's so. been free agent all year long. And I'm, it's a, it feels right though, doesn't it? You know, it does. this it does. feels it feels like this and, is where Cam should end his career. Yeah, and I think it's a good move for Carolina. I mean, Sam Darnold goes down. Even when Sam Darnold was in, he <sighs> really just did not look good. He really did not. Um, so the amount of victory laps I took in the first three <laughs> weeks of the season, the way I that Sam Darnold was playing, uh, they were short lived. And my <laughs> good friend at Fightful Select, Jeremy Lambert, let me have it uh, this past <laughs> week. So um, Sam Darnold goes down. What are you going to do? You're going to turn to PJ Walker. He might have a couple flashy plays here. And I'm there, excited but... to see that this week because I assume PJ Walker's he's PJ Walker's going to get the start on Sunday against imagine, Arizona. Yes. If he plays well, I mean, <laughs> there's just Cam's arm isn't isn't what it is. We all know that. We saw that when he was in New England, but he just he brings a different side of the game because when you get Christian McCaffrey back, which he'll be back, he should be back 100 percent this week. 
when you have Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton in that backfield, I mean, that's a nightmare for defenses because you can hand it off to Christian McCaffrey. You can have uh, Cam Newton run it the other way. I mean, it's it's just a – Cam Newton's still a freak athlete. He might not have the arm that he used to, but sure. I think he's going to give you a, a lot better chance to win than somebody like P.J. Walker would. What if P.J. Walker leads them to a win against the Cardinals? You're definitely not pulling him after that, are you? You can't. You can't. You can't unless maybe he gets like a – tweaked hammy or something and they're just like yeah why don't you just sit for a little while i don't i think they want to get cam newton in there they absolutely want to get cam in but there. yeah i mean if if walker even if he like makes it close like keeps it within three if he has the- a performance where he throws for like 260 and two touchdowns mm-hmm. um and they keep it within you know a possession I don't. I mean, crazier things have happened. Mike White threw for over 400 yards. Exactly. Anything can happen in the NFL. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if the Panthers are going to be. They're sitting at four and five. Their defense is good, but it's just it's been inconsistent all year long. Wouldn't they it started- be kind of funny though if they sign Cam and he just doesn't see the field for the rest of the year because PJ Walker just balls out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, like I said, crazier things have happened in this league. Um, uh, that's that's why we love this league so much. But we will move yeah. to the NFC West here because this one's interesting. This one's very interesting. Um, I think I I picked the Rams to win it before the season started. Who did you have winning? I picked the Rams. Okay. So we both had the Rams winning, and we might still be right about that. Uh, Cardinals are sitting at 8-1. and one. They do look vulnerable now. Uh, Kyler Murray is dealing with an injury. He said he's probably going to play this week, but either way, dealing with an injury. And the Rams, the rich keep getting richer, my friend, because somebody needs to take Les Snead's phone away. I don't know how they have this much money because now they have Jalen Ramsey. They have Aaron Donald. They have uh, Von Miller, who they just traded for at the deadline. And Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup's having a career year. Let's go out and sign Odell Beckham Jr. Not to forget that we still have Robert Woods, Bobby Trees over there. That's one of the most underrated wide receivers in football. (laughs) OBJ is a Los Angeles Ram now, and I don't really know what to think about it because I did not expect him to go to the Rams. But I guess any time that there's a big name on the market, you have to put the Rams in in that category. Bobby Trees, what a phenomenal nickname that is. I love that. Um, Yeah, I mean, less needed. Sean McVay was asked about it uh, bef- uh, in his presser. I want to say it was yesterday or today. If uh, <laughs> if he expected Odell to be a Ram, and he just had this sly grin on his face, saying, "Ah, oh, you know, Les is pretty active, isn't he? <laughs> he just keeps making moves." So, like, I think Sean kind of knew. Uh, but yeah, that was very cheeky. It was very funny. Uh, yeah, the Rams are always all in to win, and I respect that and I love that because you know what. I love the fact that Les Snead, uh, uh, his kids made him that coffee mug that said, you know, blank them draft picks or whatever. I love that. Um, so, look, they're uh, they're very okay with just building with established talent rather than, you know, drafting guys and waiting a few years. And uh, it's paid dividends. You know, they've been a perennial playoff team. And you look at the guys that are there now. I mean, outside of, uh, you know, there's a select few. I mean, they draft – they. Cooper Cup's, you know, one of theirs. Aaron Donald, they drafted. Um, I believe Robert Woods one of theirs. Correct me if I'm oh, wrong on that. He was yeah. drafted by the Buffalo Bills. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, they, they still have their select few guys. You know, Coop, uh, Coop, Cup and Donald are, 
you know, homegrown talents in, in Los Angeles. Outside of that, though, I mean, Stafford, um, Robert Woods, Jalen Ramsey, now Von Miller and Odell Beckham, even their Andrew Whitworth was a Bengal for a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's not as if, you know, they're, they're very okay with, uh, you know, just, you know, I'll take this guy, I'll take this guy, we'll trade for this guy, you know, and it's working. So um, the, I mean, the fact that they were also able to overcome the, you know, the money that they gave Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, and Brandon Cooks and not miss a beat, it's incredibly impressive. They deserve a lot of credit. It is. It is. And I mean, they're, they're just playing, they're playing like you and I play Madden. Um, they're just going all in and it's, <laughs> it is fun to see. I mean, it's fun to see because that's just, you know, it's Los Angeles, the bright lights and the high flying talent all over the place. So if, if it, if it does pan out and if it does work, um, great. If it doesn't work, that's an ugly look. That's a, that's an ugly look if you're giving up all those draft picks. I mean, obviously they didn't. You give have always. I don't get your I'm logic just on saying, this. Kurt. I'm just saying. <laughs> you always have to look on the flip side. I'll, I'll be the one that looks on the flip side. You're always the one that you're you're expecting the Rams to win the Super Bowl this year. I'll look on the flip side because there's always a chance. There is always a chance. And last year we saw it with the Bucks. You know, they went all in. They got Tom Brady. They got all this talent. And everybody was, you know, thinking, eh, they're probably just overrated. They're not going to win at all. They did. Um, but that doesn't always happen. So we'll see. Um, I like the Rams a lot. I mean, they're such a fun team to watch. There's just so many facets of that team that are so interesting and so fun and exciting. So adding Odell Beckham, I hope that he can have kind of a bounce back year. Um, you know, there, there was rumors of him wanting to go to the Saints, and it really made no sense because if Baker Mayfield doesn't hit you on a deep ball, how do you expect Trevor Simeon to hit you on a deep ball? So I would have liked him to go to the Packers, if I'm being honest, um, but you can't go wrong with the Rams because Matt, Matt Stafford is maybe even in, in the MVP talks for this year. Um, I still think that he will be come the end of the season. Yeah, no, I mean – I'm excited to see what he does with that new toy. I mean, we've seen mm -hmm. what he's done this year already with Cooper Cup, who's on record paces this year. And with the extra game, it looks like he should be able to break some records. Um, so, yeah, no, this is – it'll be fun. Uh, but, yeah, this is a very, you know, Monstar-esque team to stick with the Space Jam uh, <laughs> references. You know, they're just grabbing everybody who's available that everybody else wants, and uh, it's working. So, uh, now we'll see how it pans out. I still think they win that division. Um uh, you know, Arizona, I think, is still going to be good. They'll be the five seed in the NFC. Um, but I do love the Rams. I love them coming into this year. You know, I'm a big Stafford guy. Um, so and it's paid off, and he's playing by far the best football of his career. So uh, they do. I, they I, they play Monday night to football too. So we'll see. Uh, I think maybe Odell Beckham Jr. will try to play. So he has yes. until Monday. So that could be that could be a fun one. I mean, it's a divisional game. 49ers aren't really what people maybe thought that they would, or maybe they are. I know you weren't super high on them, but I, I was high on their defense to start the year. Um, and I, I think this could be a close game. Uh, Any time it's a divisional game, usually is, especially in that division uh, and on Monday Night Football. So I, I'm looking forward to that game for sure. Yeah, Rams are four-point favorites. I think that they'll, they should cover that. I just There's nothing about the 49ers that impressed me. They just got beat by Colt McCoy and James mm -hmm. Conner. So it's, uh, by the way, James Conner leading the NFL in touchdowns this year. How about so that? Good for him. It. Good for him. Um, so, yeah, we can get into a few games this week. Um, the Browns will travel to Foxborough and take on the Patriots. They are a point and a half underdogs uh, on the road. I like Cleveland. 
I, I like them a lot. Um, this feels like a game that they should win. They, they're more desperate to win this too. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not to say that they're, you know, floundering in the AFC or anything like that, but uh, we touched on their schedule earlier. They have a much tougher road than New England does, especially in the division that the Patriots play in. You know, there's a few more winnable games in there rather than uh, the AFC North that the Browns have to go through. So um, that's one that I'll be paying close attention to, obviously an AFC North team in action. But, you know, I, I think the Browns are the better team. Um, Patriots have been on a little bit of a roll, yes, but that's more of a defensive credit to their defense, by the way. I mean, J.C. Jackson's playing phenomenal. Um, but Mac Jones threw it 18 times against Carolina. They haven't needed to ask him to do anything. Uh, the Browns' run defense is really good. Mac Jones is going to need to throw the ball against the Browns. And Miles Garrett is going to try to eat him. And yeah. he's leading the after, NFL in sacks right now. So, after uh, after uh, the little skit that he pulled against Brian Burns, I think uh, Miles Garrett is yeah. going to want to wreak havoc on that on that Patriots offense. And yeah. I think that he will. Um I think that the Patriots are kind of due for a game where it's a stinker for them. I mean, they've, they've had a lot of games. I mean, they made it really close with the Texans. They're not really a team that's going to blow out anybody. Um, but well, I, I blow the that, Jets, but, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was that was pre-Mike White era, so it doesn't count. That's but fair. That's fair. The Brown the Browns are due. Um, they are. They, they had a good win last week. They had a really good win against the Bengals, 41-16. Kind of put the stamp on it to say, you know, we're still here. Don't forget about us. We're still a very, very good team. Um, and you know, this week is is tough because Nick Chubb has COVID, and there's questions. I think there's still technically a chance that he could play. Yeah, he's vaccinated, um, so if he gets two right. negative tests 24 hours apart, he's good. So if he does play, I have a lot more confidence. If he does not, um, I still I still think that the Browns win it, but. That, that's a huge loss. I mean, Nick Chubb is the heartbeat of that offense. The the yes. run game, when Kareem Hunt comes back to off of IR, that's going to be a big upgrade for them because we know that the Browns kind of live and die by their run game. So uh, I, I still think that the Browns win this game. Um, the Patriots are just kind of that, that sneaky team. I think they're going to be probably in it until the end. I wouldn't be totally surprised if they sneak into a wild card spot. But again, um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm. I just. I can't root for the Patriots. I, I don't have much faith in them. But uh, that you know, that's besides the point. Um, but before we, we we get too too far into this, we can make our picks after this and sure. kind of break down our games after the picks. But I do want to get in a word from our wonderful sponsors because our sponsors we appreciate them and we thank them. So, MMG Industrial. Uh, they are a production machining shop located in South Buffalo, right in my backyard here. Uh, they're uniquely suited, suited to meet your machining needs. Uh, they have several milling and turning machine centers, an in-house quality control lab, and the flexibility of multi-shift uh, staffing and competitive rates. They can meet all your needs in a timely manner, uh, and they're also hiring. They're looking for experienced CNC machinists and programmers. So if that's you, uh, give them a call today at 716-939-2114 or visit them online at mmgindustrial.com. Like I said, we appreciate our sponsors. We thank them very, very much. Uh, but with that, we can move on to our picks for this week. Um, I'll kind of kick it off because uh, my first pick is the Browns. So everything right. that we just said there, I think the, the Browns should win this game. And uh, hopefully I can – I'm 21-14 and 14 on the year, so I think I'm one game behind you. 
You are. Um, I was definitely Snapchatting while you were reading that ad read, by the way. Um, but yes, thank you. Thank you to MMG. We do appreciate you very, very much. Um, so yeah, let me get to my picks too. Um, I'm 22 and 13. You're right about that. The Browns are also my first pick. Um, so everything we just said, yes, the Browns. Um, so I'll get into my second pick. I'm going to take the Seahawks over Green Bay, regardless of Aaron Rodgers plays or not. I do think that Seattle's kind of due for this right now. Um, Russell Wilson coming back. He'll probably be a little bit rusty. I'm not going to expect you know him to light the world on fire, but Aaron Rodgers was away last week too. Um, for reasons that I'm not going to talk about because everybody else is talking about it and I don't care enough to talk about it. Um, so I think you know, Green Bay might be a little bit rusty offensively. Um, both quarterbacks, you know, assuming Aaron Rodgers plays, I'm, my guess is he's going to. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take Seattle as they try to, you know, salvage and claw their way back into the NFC playoff race. It's, it's going to be hard. They're going to have to nearly – what are they right now? They're four and five, three and five, some some of that nature. Seattle is three and five. So they're gonna have to, you know, nearly win out at this point to to have any hopes of, of being in the playoffs. So starts in Green Bay, Russell Wilson coming back. They've got this whole half of the year to try to make something happen. Um going to Lambeau. Not gonna be easy, but I will take them to win. Seattle was also a team rumored on OBJ, and I kind of really would have loved to see that that re or not reunion, but that connection with russ and obj but yeah because having dk metcalf and tyler lockett isn't enough is it (laughs) never enough weapons my friend look at the rams uh all right my next pick i i'm gonna go i i kind of previewed this a little bit earlier i think i'm gonna pick the raiders are you in vegas this is the first time that these two teams are playing the chiefs we we've talked about it the chiefs are are not not the team that we knew and uh you know they had maybe an emotional win against against the Packers it was a close game all the way through I don't know in Vegas I I think they split the season series um in Vegas I just like Derek Carr a lot this year and they have the pieces to kind of pick apart that Chiefs defense which is not very good um but they have they have they have weapons all over the field so I think I'm gonna do it I'm gonna go with the Raiders Raiders over the Chiefs this week Remember this. All right, I will, and I'm sure that Raiders you know, Raiders fans have left us alone for the most part in our YouTube comments <laughs> for a little bit. So if they do win, I'm sure that they'll swarm back. Um, my third pick, I'm going to take the Saints to beat the Titans. Um, this feels like a game where the Titans need to come down. They're not going to continue this. And if anything has been evident this year, the pattern in the AFC is that every team in that conference, when they start getting hot, they're going to plateau. So. I'm going to take the Saints, bounce back after a loss against the Falcons, try to stay afloat in that NFC playoff picture, get a win on the road. Um, New Orleans defense is going to be a big factor in this, and uh, you know Ryan Tannehill is going to have to overcome that. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be a battle of, you know, we know how good New Orleans' defense is. T- Tennessee's defense has played a little bit better than we thought. So, you know, we'll see. I'm going to take New Orleans, though. All right. I got the same thing as you. Uh, I thought I was maybe going out on a limb on that one, but taking the Saints to win that. Uh, like you said, I think that the, the Titans have to come down at some point and going up against a very good Saints defense is the perfect time to do it. So going with the Saints there, uh, my next pick, I will take the Broncos this week. I think uh, they had a big win last week against the, uh, uh, against the Cowboys. Defense looked great. I mean, shutting down that Cowboys offense is, is a big, big feat. I mean, Cowboys offense is electric. They've been scoring points at will almost. So uh, a big pat on the back there for the Broncos, and they're facing Philly this week. So 
the Eagles are they're kind of a team that's been hanging around. They've been sure. a little bit of a sneaky team here and there in each game that they've been in. But I like the Broncos in Denver this week. Um, I, I think that the Broncos could pull this off. I think that they could win and kind of keep it rolling a little bit here. A lot of similar picks for us this week, mate. I also have the Denver Broncos against the Eagles. All right. I'm not going to be able to make up much ground. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, their defense played phenomenal against Dallas. Teddy Bridgewater's playing well. Javante Williams had a really good game against Dallas, ran the ball like crazy. Um, So, yeah, it's just in the elements in Denver in November, it just feels like a game Taylor made for Denver to win. A win for Denver would get them to 6-4. and That would be – it, that division man, keeps getting more interesting. It does. It does. So I'm going to take them to win, and uh, I'll have to look at the rest of their schedule, but uh, that would put them in a very good position to try to make a run at a spot. I think so. I think so. The The Broncos were kind of my uh, babies of the season before they we started, were. so we'll see. Um, all right. I don't want to have the same last pick, so give me your last pick, and I might have to change mine. All right. I'm going to take Dallas over Atlanta. Okay. We're good. Go all ahead. right. Yeah. <laughs> now, Dallas had a stinker last week against Denver, team we just talked about. Um, aside from two garbage time touchdowns that they had, they, they would have got shut out by Denver. Um, that's not going to happen again <laughs> against it. Now I will say Atlanta is playing a little bit better than both you and I expected. Yep. Um, Cordero Patterson, for some reason is their best offensive player. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Kyle Pitts is starting to play like the tight end that they really wanted him to be when they drafted him. Um, defensively though, AJ Terrell, what a story he's been. He's had a mm-hmm. great season. Um, so I think that Atlanta covers the nine point spread, but I do think Dallas bounces back, gets a win and, uh, you know, continues to uh, get closer to locking down the NFC East. Okay. Speaking of a stinker and a bounce back week, how about my Buffalo bills, my Buffalo bills traveling to the MetLife stadium to take on the jets for the first time this year. And they will be facing Mike white. And, uh, I think a lot of people are, are, are like, not sure what to think of Mike White, so they just kind of grasp onto this guy's great. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Buffalo Bills defense, and uh, welcome to the league here, my friend. You're in, you're in for a fun little treat. So yes, I'm picking the Buffalo Bills this week to have a a nice little bounce back against a division rival. Um, so my five picks are the Raiders over the Chiefs, the Browns over the Patriots, the Saints over the Titans, the Bills over the Jets, and the Broncos over the Philadelphia Eagles. Part of me hopes that Mike White just torches them for like 300 yards. That would be great. Watch your mouth. Yeah, all right. I'm going to take the Browns, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Cowboys, and the Broncos. My picks, again, I'm 22 and 13. Curtis, 21 and 14 going into this week. Um, so we will see who can get that lead in, uh, in our picks. So uh, uh, before we go, we might as well we'll do our power rankings going into week 10. Obviously, we just had a game. Probably going to affect them a little bit. Um, but regardless, we will hop into that. So I would do my 10 through 6. Kurt will follow up with his 10 through 6. So number 10, Cleveland Browns um, played a hell of a game against Cincinnati. Defensively, they were very played very well. They ran the ball all over them. Baker Mayfield wasn't asked to do too much, and he played well in the role that they needed him to play. Um, so still very much alive in the AFC playoff picture, and uh, they keep getting better. Uh, Pittsburgh, Steelers number 9. Uh, they've won four in a row. Um, and somehow keep getting better. It's it's nice to say. Um, now I will say, offensive, offensively, their offensive line was putrid this game. Uh, the interior Chicago Akeem Hicks ate them alive. Um, so that's something where you know their offensive line started getting better, kind of dipped back down a little bit. Hopefully, against Detroit, they can you know start going on the ascension again. So 
Um, but no, defensively, they're playing really well. TJ Watt looks like a defensive player of the year candidate, half sack behind Miles Garrett for the league lead. Um, so Pittsburgh, yeah, they're looking really good right now. Uh, the Raiders, yeah, Derek Carr is playing well. Vegas is very much in contention for a potential division title. And um, you know, defensively, Max Crosby's played incredible, having a career year. Um, and the fact that they've overcome this adversity, at least to this point, everything that's happened to them this year, and, you know, the John Gruden thing, now the Henry Rugg situation, and then they released Damon Arnett to both their first round picks from last year, gone, um, which is absolutely insane. Um, you'd think that eventually one of these is just going to torpedo their season. We'll see if it does. Uh, but right now, you know, they're still playing well. Um, number seven, the Chargers beat Philadelphia, you know, had a few stinkers of their own, uh, but bounced back. Justin Herbert, you know, keeps showing that he's a. I think it's safe to say he's an elite quarterback in this league right now. Um, he's playing fantastic offensively. There's weapons for days. The run defense we already touched on, it's not great. They need to get much better at that. But defensively, in terms of their pass defense, the pass defense is very good. Um, so love what the Chargers have done this year. Uh, they're going to be a playoff team. Very well could win that division. And then the Dallas Cowboys, the only relevant team in the NFC East, didn't have a great game last week against Denver. I think they bounced back against Atlanta and get a win. Dak Prescott's played well this year. Um, and defensively, we know how good Trevon Diggs has been. Um, but they they do get a little bit loose on that side of the ball and get beat a decent amount. That's something that they need to uh, you know hone in on, and we'll see uh, what Dan Quinn can do against the, the team that he used to be the head coach of in Atlanta. Led them to a Super Bowl, a little bit of a reunion, and uh, uh, we'll see how that plays out. But I do think Dallas wins, and they're my number 16. Okay. I have – the Raiders in at number 10, uh, everything that you just said. I mean, they've had a absolutely wild season and, and not really for the for the best reasons. Um, wild in that they are good and people maybe ourselves included didn't think that they would be. Also wild because of all the kind of tragedies that have been happening. Uh, so, you know, crazy, but Raiders are still winning. And Derek Carr is playing like a, a top 10 quarterback in this league, maybe – at some points, even top five, I might argue. So oh. Raiders at number 10. Uh, I have the Browns in at number nine. I still believe in the Browns. And Baker Mayfield has had his moments. Uh, he's also had his his moments of, of doubt, and that's understandable. Um, they're, they're still a good team. They're still a very, very well-coached team. I still like Kevin Stefanski a lot. Right. Um, if they can get some guys back from injury, if they can get Kareem Hunt back, get Nick Chubb healthy, they're 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 fine. I mean, they they live and die through that run game. So I have the Browns at number nine, Cowboys at eight. Bad game against the Broncos, but they have all the talent you could ever want on offense. And Dak Prescott, if he can get healthy, um, they are kind of unstoppable. And Trayvon Diggs has maybe quieted down a little bit. So I think that just means that he's going to be uh, raring to go this week, and uh, he might have a pick or two against Matt Ryan. So uh, Cowboys at eight. I have the Ravens at seven. Um, now, I didn't factor this Thursday night game into this. Um, I was thinking prior to the game, and I still think that the Ravens are a really good team. We just we talked about them earlier, and Lamar Jackson has had his MVP uh, flashes throughout this year. And tonight's game against the, the Miami wasn't his best, but that's okay. The Ravens still have a very good defense. Um, they still have a lot of kind of underrated playmakers on offense this year, so – uh, they're they're a team to watch. I have the Ravens at seven. I have the Bills at six. They've they've been on a little bit of a skid, but they're still a very very good team. I mean, they're people are kind of focusing too much on these on these close games and these losses, and forgetting how much 
elite talent that they have on this team and it's it's just it's a it's about time that it clicks and i think that this week and and going forward it might be the time that it does click so uh, i have the bills at my number 16. all right number five i've got buffalo number five like yeah they it's been a, a weird few weeks for them uh Let's see what they can do. I think this is a game that they should go out and put up 35 and win convincingly. Um, so Josh Allen needs to, you know, start looking like Josh Allen again. Hopefully he does. Um, you know, they don't really have any semblance of a run game right now, but defensively they're still very sound. So Bills are number five. I'm getting. I can't not put Tennessee in the top five right now. I think they're still going to come crashing down to earth. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't shock me if in like two weeks I've got the Ravens there and Tennessee's not in the top ten. I did factor in. Baltimore's performance tonight. That's why they're not in my top 10 right now. Um, so uh, Tennessee, you know how I feel. Um, if Ryan Sandhill, like I like Ryan Sandhill, if he can carry them, then by all means, I can admit when I'm wrong. But without Derrick Henry, I don't like their chances. Uh, the Rams are number three. They just added Odell Beckham Jr. They're going to get Von Miller this week. So, I mean, it's going to be you know, the rich get richer in the NFC West with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup having phenomenal years. Green Bay is number two. Getting Aaron Rodgers back this week, uh, it'll be a fun game between them and Seattle. Um, defensively, and they played well against Kansas City. Um, you know, just couldn't do quite enough uh, to, to overtake them with Jordan Love at the helm. Uh, but this is still a team that I think is uh, one of the creams of the crops in the, uh, in the NFC. Um, and then I'm going to put Arizona at the top. I, I just realized, I think I might have left the Buccaneers out, which is, this is why we don't do after dark shows because Jerry gets tired and he leaves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that's, out of his top 10. That's a problem, my friend. Yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> you know what You know what I'm going to do, Kurt? I'm going to actually just put the Buccaneers at four and just get rid of the Tennessee Titans. To hell with the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> the seven and two Titans are out of the top 10. Yeah, right. yeah that's how I feel. Hey, you so. know what? It's your, it's your power rankings. You can do whatever you want and nobody can tell you otherwise. You're so. right. Oh, man, this is why we don't do late shows. It's 1 a.m. It is 1 a.m. Yes, it is. So uh, anybody that's listening, just know that we do this for you. Um, we do. So, uh, yeah. Top, okay. top, top five for me, Bills, Buccaneers, Rams, Packers, Cardinals. Okay. All right. I, I do have the Titans in my top ten. I have them at number five. Um, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Can't make me laugh out here because I'm bad. I want to cough. I'm anyway, sorry. Titans are number number five. Um, maybe they're peaking too soon. Maybe they're they're peaking too much too early in the season here. Time will tell. Um, I do think that they drop off eventually. Uh, I have the Rams at number four. Everything that you just said. I mean, the rich keep getting richer, and they're playing Madden on a uh, cap is off. Trade difficulty is easy, and they are just high flying, having fun. Matt Stafford is having the time of his life, and he 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 probably already forgot about his time in Detroit because he's having so much fun. So Rams at number four, Packers at three. Um, once Aaron Rodgers comes back, they'll be okay. They they will. But I w- I was kind of thinking about putting them at number two, but I just couldn't because the Buccaneers are too good. Um, and I think that we forget about the Buccaneers. It's weird that we do because it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, A.B., okay. great defense. We kind of expect it, but we don't really appreciate it. And they are just – they're great. They're really, really, really good. So Buccaneers at two, Cardinals at one. Um, if Kyler Murray is dealing with injuries all year, that might be an issue. But he should be playing this week, and uh, the Cardinals are still – one of the most surprising teams in football, and they're playing great at seven and one. That they are. So, 
That'll do it for this edition of Laces Out. After Dark Edition, and we are sleepy, and it shows. <laughs> and it shows. Um, so, Kurt, where can they find you on Twitter before we uh, before we get out of here? Find me on Twitter at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R-88. Uh, new stuff. I, I, I'm on NHL.com now, which is you pretty are. cool. Um, it, it is pretty cool. I, I've started a new position with the Buffalo Sabres this year, so... Uh, able to to do some some writing for them very very grateful for that it's it's a really cool opportunity so uh, I got another piece coming out next week so keep an eye out for that and uh, of course all all the the good Bill stuff and NFL stuff and laces out updates and life updates so Jarrett where can they find you I'm proud of you buddy I hope you know that so congratulations you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jay Bailey NFL uh, same stuff as always you know, multiple pieces a week for fan sided. Um, all the other shows I do, I do 97 of them at this point. Um, so plays and parlays every week with Joe, uh, the horror podcast devil's eyes will be going next week, uh, with Jake and, um, uh, maybe perhaps a potential, a uh, little, uh, short show, uh, on the distraction podcast at fightful select wrestling. So that'll be fun to do as well. Um, I'll you, got, you, you got too many shows to keep track of here. Well, we'll see with the Fightful thing. Me and Jeremy were kind of joking about it uh, when I was on uh, because Joe was out. Um, but, yeah, basically I would just be giving uh, love advice and uh, update on my love life, and it's going to be just a whole fun little segment. So I love it. All right. if, if it does come to fruition, I will tweet something out about it. And I just dropped my wallet. It's so late at night, and I'm so tired. <laughs> All right, it is 108. We are signing off. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week sometime. I don't know when. Maybe it'll be 2 a.m. by that point. But either way, thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy this elite season that we have of weather because it is a uh, it's a wonderful time. We're getting to the, the, the holiday season, and it just makes me so happy. So everybody have a great night. I'm going to bed. Jared's going to bed. Thank you for listening. This is Laces Out. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.